Thank you for a great Father's Day. Lord, we look to you to give us utterance. We thank you, Lord, for speaking to us through the Word and by your Spirit. We glorify you this morning in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. amen. Praise God. You know, the Bible says that, that we, through faith, that we're not to be lazy, but we are to be followers of them who, through faith and patience, inherit the promises. And when I think of fatherhood, of course, I think, number one, of my heavenly father. But I also cannot help but think about Father Abraham. You know, we used to sing a song in the charismatic move in the 70s, Father Abraham had many sons. Many sons had Father Abraham. I am one of them, and so are you. So let's just praise the Lord. Right arm, Father Abraham. Okay, I know that's a little corny, but it's okay. All right. But I can't help but think of Father Abraham. You know, Father Abraham was not circumcised. He didn't receive righteousness. Righteousness was not imputed to him because of his works. But righteousness was imputed to Abraham because of his faith. And I think in Romans chapter 4, in verse 11, we'll look at that. It says, he received the sign of circumcision. A seal of the righteousness of the faith, which he had, yet being uncircumcised, though he that he might be the father of all them that believe. The father of all them that believe. Now, the New Living Translation says that Abraham is the spiritual father to all of those who have faith. Amen. How many of you have faith today? What about the rest of you? How many of you got faith today? Amen. You've been dealt the measure of mountain moving faith. And so Abraham is the father of faith to all those who walk by faith, who overcome by faith, and those who live by faith. And Abraham had some steps that you and I can follow. So the title of my message today is, I Choose... To follow Father Abraham. He walked in some steps. We're going to look at some of them today. That you as a natural father, you as a head of a household, you as a born again believer can walk in these steps. In verse 12 it says this. And the father of circumcision, to them who are not of the circumcision, but who also walk in the steps of that faith of our father Abraham which he had yet been uncircumcised. Now the word steps there means a footprint. It means a track. It also metaphorically means to imitate the example of. And so Abraham is a good example as a spiritual father for us to follow. In verse 16, it says, Therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace... To the end, the promise should be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but also to that which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. So the first thing that I want to say about Abraham is Abraham's faith is legendary. His life will always be held up as an example for you and I to follow. And what an example that he gave us. You know, one day the Father God came to Abram, before he was Abraham. 
And the Father God spoke a word over him. And he said, You will become the father of many nations. And we know that our Father God is a God who calls those things which be not as though they were, right? Now, in the natural realm, Abraham and Sarah were beyond the Barry White song, Let's Get It On. But you know what? When God gives a word, He can quicken the dead. Amen. He can quicken dead pocketbooks. He can quicken dead marriages. Why? Because He's God. Now, in the natural realm, every hope that Abraham could think of was gone. But he bypassed natural hope because he had a foundation which was God's word and he was standing on that firm foundation that he would become the father of many nations. And the Bible says, who against hope, when all natural hope was gone, Abraham switched over into the God kind of hope and he confidently and joyfully expected to become the father of many nations. And you see... Him becoming the father of many nations was not without his cooperation. You have a word from heaven. You have a firm foundation to stand upon. But just like Abraham, we can't afford to consider our own bodies. We cannot afford to become weak in faith, considering our feelings, considering the circumstances. Here's what Abraham did. In Romans chapter 4, In verse 19, it says this. And him being not weak in faith. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm not weak in faith. He considered not his own body now dead. Amen. When he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not. Notice what he did not. He considered not and he staggered not. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. But what was he? The Bible says he grew strong in faith as he gave glory to God. You have a promise to stand on. And your faith will grow stronger as you live a life of praise. And as you live a life of thanksgiving before you see the manifestation. That is a wonderful step. And a wonderful example for us to follow in our walk of faith. The Bible says in verse 21, And being fully persuaded. Dads, moms, head of households, it's important in this day and this hour for us to be fully persuaded that Jesus is Lord, that Jesus is coming again, that Jesus is our healer. Amen? Amen. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Now, about that time, people say, well, now, Pastor Mark, that's good for Abraham, but that was Abraham. Well, did you know that you're cut from the same cloth he is? You're cut from the same cloth. We could say it this way. You're a chip off the old block. You know, I look at John. I mean, John has always looked like me. The only thing that's different now is, you know, I got a few little marks on my face and a little whiter and grayer. But when he was a baby, oh my goodness, it was like looking into my, looking exactly like me. Amazing. Good looking kid. 
I mean, really handsome, I'm telling you. <laughs> but let's look over at Isaiah chapter 51. In verse 1 and 2. Now I'm reading this from the NLT. This is a great verse of scripture. It said, now listen to me, all who hope for deliverance. All who seek the Lord. That's us. Consider the rock from which you were cut. The quarry from which you were mined. Yeah, think of Abraham, your ancestor, and Sarah, who gave birth to your nation. Abraham was only one man when I called him. Oh, but when I blessed him, he became a great nation. Woo, glory to God. Since you be Christ, you are Abraham's seed, and you are an heir according to the promise. Amen. Amen. So basically, these are mining terms. You see, our faith comes out of the same faith vein as Abraham's did. Say it with me, I'm cut from the same rock. See, you and I, we are cut from something that is more precious than diamonds or gold. Your faith and the way you live your life out in front of your family and the way you conduct yourself as a citizen of the kingdom of heaven, it is precious to God. And it is an example for other people to follow. See, the truth of the matter is, is we have the same spirit of faith as Abraham did. According as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore we speak. Now what do steps say to us? Here's what steps say to us. Steps reveal to us a progression. A progression of faith. You know, each step that God gives you and each step that you take that honors Him, what that does is that develops you and positions you for the next step. Amen? Amen? Amen. Somebody says, I seem stuck in life. Well, have you taken the step, the last step that God told you to take? It's a good thing to check up on that because we don't want to leave a stuck life. We want to live a life of the redeemed. Taking every step just like Abraham did. You know, sometimes I want my walk with God <laughs> to be about leaps. How about you? I mean, you know, we just want, we want to, we want to be there now. We want to get there now. But life and walking by faith isn't about taking leaps. It's about taking steps. Some of you this morning may need to take the first step and make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. Amen. Now, here's an important thought that I just wanted to share with you. Just hearing about faith does not develop our faith. Amen? Can anyone tell me over in this section here what James 1.22 says? Ready? But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. Can anyone over here tell me what James 1.22 says? But be doers of the word and not hearers only. Can we all say what James 1.22 says? But be doers of the word. Now it's good to hear the word. Because we know that faith comes by hearing. But faith is also an act and an action on what we've heard and what we believe. Say this with me. Faith is, faith is 
acting on what I have heard and what I believe. Now, James addressed this when he said this. James 2.17 says, So also faith, if it does not have works, deeds and actions of obedience, obedience to back it up, by itself it is destitute of power, it is inoperative, and it is dead. Nobody in this auditorium wants their dead to be in, uh, their faith to be inoperative. They're dead to be faith. <laughs> no. Faith without corresponding actions, it's dead. It really is. See, a person can believe in God. They can believe in Jesus. They can actually believe that he died on the cross. They can actually believe that he rose from the dead. But you know what? Believing is only the first step. The next step to believing is putting action to what you believe by saying that Jesus Christ is Lord. Did you know that there's a miracle in your mouth? The Bible says, but what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy heart and in thy mouth. That is the word of the Lord. Amen. Amen. If people just knew that they were one step away from a miracle by adding action to what they believe. And the action to what they believe is just simply declaring that he is Lord. Now, Dr. Lillian B. Yeoman said this. She said, God delights in his children stepping out over the aching void with nothing underneath their feet but the word of God. How many of you can testify that you've heard the word, you've acted on the word, and the power of the Lord was there to bring to pass what you heard and what you acted upon? Isn't that wonderful? Because when you put those two things together, when you put your believer and your speaker together, oh, I'm telling you, power's released. There's power that is released. Amen. So here's the question. Where did Abraham learn faith from? Well, we know that Abraham learned faith from God himself. Let's take a look at the beginning this morning. Let's look over at Genesis chapter 12. And we'll spend a few moments here. And we'll look at verses uh, 1 through 4. Amen. Somebody say amen. Amen. Let the church say. Amen. Hallelujah. All of his promises are. Yes. And. Now, wait a minute. This side says yes. This side says amen. All of his promises are? Yes. Amen. Okay, good. Amen. You know, sometimes you've got to get a little interactive to kind of get the cobwebs out. How many of you came in with some cobwebs this morning? Yeah, I know the feeling. Amen. Thank God we don't walk by feeling. But I know the feeling. Amen. That's why when that Father's Day video was going, you should have gotten up and done some aerobics. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. Now the Lord said to Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show you. In other words, you're not going to see what I want to show you until you get out. You see, we want God to show us, then we'll do. 
God says do, then I will show. That's a step that Abraham took that's an example for you and I to take and to walk in. So get out, and then I'm going to show you some stuff. See, faith starts with God saying something. Faith starts with God saying something to you. Through, through His Word. Or by His Spirit. Within you. That's where the Holy Spirit is. So that's where faith starts. It, fa- it starts by God saying something to us. Now notice in verse 2. Now when you do this, here's what I'll do. I'll show you some stuff. But not only that, I will make you a great nation. You will not have to make yourself a great nation, but I will make a great nation come out of you. Have you ever noticed when you cooperate with the principles of God's Word, God always backs His Word with signs following. He always watches over His Word to perform it. Amen? And I'm going to make you a great nation. And I will bless you. And I will make your name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. The Amplified says you will be a blessing. And you will be a person that dispenses good to others. Now notice verse 3. Read it with me. And I will bless them that bless thee. And curse them that curse you. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Moms and dads, head of household dads, listen very carefully. When you obey the Lord, you can expect your family to be blessed. I said you can expect your family to be blessed. When you bring your children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, you make sure they're in church. You make sure that you live right before them. Oh, my brothers and sisters, you are positioning yourself for blessing from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet all throughout your entire family. Amen. Amen. Now in verse 4 it says, So Abram, he stuck around for a couple thousand weeks. No, what did he do? He departed. As the Lord had spoken unto him, And Lot went with him. And Abram, at this time, was 70 and 5 years old when he departed out of Haran. It was 25 years later that Isaac was born. Amen. It was 25 years later that what God had spoken to him, that you're the father of many nations, 25 years later it came to pass. Be a follower of those who through faith and patience... Come on, somebody. Inherit the promises. The promises are true. The promises are worthy to be stood upon. But the promises don't always come to pass overnight or when we would like them to. But Abram, he stood. He wasn't perfect, like you're not perfect. But Abraham stood. Verse 4, read it with me. So Abram departed... As the Lord had spoken unto him. If the Lord had not spoken to him, should he have departed? No, no. There's a lesson there. There's too many people departing from some things that the Lord has not spoken to them to depart from. 
Oh, thank you. I just, the Hammond organ just went off right there. So Abram departed and the Lord spoke unto him and Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he had departed out of Haran. Amen. So in other words, Abram diligently followed the Lord. He obeyed the Lord. He did what the Lord had spoken to him. Now listen, friends. The acid test of faith is obedience. The acid test of faith is obedience. The question is, will we do? Will we do what he asks us to do? The promise of his obedience was a great nation and great blessing. Now here's what faith does. When God tells you to do something, faith doesn't say, oh, okay, all right. Like last week, we're coming to church like that. No. When God instructs you to do something, know this, that there's an enablement behind what he's told you to do in order for it to be accomplished. Amen. God will never tell you to tithe and bring your tithes into the storehouse if he didn't have a plan for you. The plan is not poverty. The plan is the windows of heaven being open unto you. Come on, somebody. Shandai. And pouring you out a blessing. Are you sure you didn't have 20 cups of coffee? No, just one. So, faith then gets excited about what God tells us to do. I can remember a day, Brother Moore, you know, before he was out there in the, you know, ministering all over the place. He was sitting on the front row in the healing class that Brother Hagen would do every, every afternoon. And he and another friend had just been across the street to the Monterey House. The Monterey House was a famous Mexican restaurant right across from Rama. And you could get as much as you could eat for about $3.95. You remember the old ad, Denny's? One ninety-nine. are you out of your mind? <laughs> But they went over there and they, I mean, they just loaded up, loaded up. Some of you may have been to the Black Bear Diner before church. I don't know. But according to your eyes, you may have been. I'm just teasing. (laughs) Brother Hagen, my spiritual dad, I I miss Dad Hagen, but I know I'm going to see him again. Glory to God. What an example to follow. Example of love. Example of joy. Glory to God. But he was teaching and preaching, and their eyes got heavy. You know, sometimes you've got to fight to stay awake in church. I mean, that's, come on, let's be honest. You've got to fight the good fight of faith now. <laughs> you remember the old advertisement, men and shave, after shave? Thanks, I needed that. Sometimes you need to do that in church. <laughs> it's called stirring yourself up, you know. But they're... Their, their eyes are getting real heavy. I mean, they're just about to fall out. And Brother Hagin just stood right in front of them. I can just see him kicking their shoes. Saying, get excited, boys! Get excited! Oh, yeah, 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 we're excited. Then he would say, because that's when the Word of God will start working for you. So I got a word for you today. Get excited, church! Get excited about what God has told you to do. Amen. So, 
Do we trust Him enough? Will we do what He asks us to do? Every time God told Abraham to do something, He did it. We don't have time to look at all of it this morning. But Abraham walked in steps. And I just dropped by to tell you this morning that you and I can do the same thing. The Lord doesn't show us the big thing all at once. He doesn't show us the last thing. But He shows us steps. And as we walk in those steps, and as we obey the Lord, I'm telling you, life will be better and life will be sweeter because the Lord is for us. In closing, Abraham will forever ever be known for his faith. But he will not just be known for his faith. He will be known for his faithfulness. You know, when I think of Johnny Edwards, Brenda's wonderful daddy, who's been with the Lord since 1988 or 89, right around that. When I think of Johnny Edwards, you know, they didn't have a lot. They weren't in the natural realm rich, but they weren't poor. They had enough to live. But when I think of him, I think of an example of faithfulness. Faithfulness. Faithful to get his, his girls up and, and even Ricky. You know, Ricky was not always an on-fire evangelist. At one time, he was a rebellious cowboy. Getting Ricky and Randy up, but he got them to church. And as a deacon of that church, he had hands as big as life. And he would lead people in worship Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, year after year, decade after decade. And he would clap those big hands and he would honor his heavenly father. He was a faithful man. He had the, he had the preachers over for, for lunch all the time. And there was always something good on the Edwards table. I'll just guarantee it was like that. But he was not only known for his faith, Abraham. He was known for his faithfulness. Now listen very carefully. When you and I have faith, it means this. That we just trust God. Let's not make it hard. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding. But when you and I have faith, it simply means we trust God. But when you and I are faithful, that means that God trusts us. Hallelujah. I believe I'm looking at a congregation this morning that not only trusts Him, but I'm looking at a people who God can trust. See, here's what happened. In Nehemiah chapter 9 and verse 8, we won't look at the whole verse, but here's what God found of Abraham. This is what we find in his life. And prayerfully and hopefully is what he finds in our lives. And he found his heart. What, did it, what was it? Say this with me. God found Abraham's heart. Faithful. Let me just read you a couple of translations very quickly. The voice says, 
In him you found a true heart, a heart devoted to you. Young's literal translation says this, and didst find his heart steadfast before you. The NLT says this, when he had proved himself faithful. And I love what the message translation says. He found Abraham steady and true. Is it important for us to be steady in unstable days? Oh, the things that our kids face, the things that our grandchildren face, just everything from the pit of hell on the media and all that junk. Moms and dads, we need to be steady. We need to be true to the Lord. Put your hand over your heart and say it with me in the name of Jesus. I pray that you find my heart faithful, steady and true. So, God found a man that he could trust. And he knew that he would teach his children what God had given him. Now, don't miss miss this last 90 seconds. In Genesis chapter 18, in verse 17, God was coming down to view and to look at Sodom and Gomorrah And he said, I am not going to hide from Abraham the thing which I'm about to do. And in Genesis 18 and verse 18, if we can pull it up there, I want you to read this with me. Seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great mighty nation and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Now I'm going to read verse 19. It says, for I know him. For I know him. It's good to know God, but it's also good for Him to know us. For I know Him. Here's what He's going to do. He's going to command His children. He's not going to suggest, Ooh, Shandai. He will command His children and His household after Him that they should keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment. Now notice this last phrase. This just literally jumped into my spirit when I read this. It says that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he hath spoken of him. Oh, listen, don't, get, don't miss it. There's a connection between how you conduct yourself as a head of a household. There's a connection on how you walk, walking with integrity and walking circumspectly and walking in obedience. There's a connection between that and the Lord's ability to bring into your life everything that He said concerning you. Woo! Hallelujah! And He has said some awesome things. And I wrote in my notes and I close with this. How we conduct ourselves with our loved ones positions us to receive all the Lord has spoken to us. You too, I too, can be faithful to God and to our family and inherit all the promises. Do you get anything today? Hallelujah. Let's stand up and we'll pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Can we hear a couple of praise the Lords? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. 
Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.